0: Podcast. We're best friends and we're also kind of brothers But we're also monsters and we like to roll the dice One of us is a robot and the other one's an alien from outer space Together we play the board games and don't the human race Because we're two monsters rolling dice Two Monsters Rolling Dice. Two Monsters Rolling Dice is filmed in front of a live studio audience. So it's six months later, then, right? Since you've come to Cannes, even with your skill set, you've found it difficult to make a foothold. It's a viper's nest of competing people who have come to the new world to make their name, to make their fortunes. And some people are, and they're making it huge. And some people are going home in rags or dying in a back alley somewhere. The town of Uncanny Valley. One thing that is thriving here is the bounty business, because there's not much in the way of law. They either fine you or hurt you or make you work or kill you. It's just easier that way. And so things that go wrong, they just turn outside help for Whoever's been wronged, usually who pays for it. And... You set your sights. The third and final scene. Rico Vaughn bon becomes a bounty hunter. Mackenzie Obsizer. He's the most notorious outlaw presently on the Isle of Khan. He has murdered 39 people, robbed seven different train shipments of ores, money, other precious resources. He's like super mean to his horse, and he also doesn't tip very well.
1: He's super mean to his horse, huh? Yeah, dude,
0: he just sucks. Yeah, so he's on a hot roll. Yeah, he's killed a lot of people,
1: and they haven't been able to stop him yet. Yep,
0: he is, yeah. M- uh, I would say easily ten of the people that he has killed are people who have come after him. The banker is the one who gives this out. Lewis Thistleton. Sir, you've come to go after Obsizer. Surely you're mad.
1: I would just, again, I'd pull out a cigarette, light it off the counter, you know? How much is the payout? He tells you. How many people
0: have gone after him so far? consults a paper that he has 13 by our official count but surely more have tried if you wish to help the PTC there's work you can do that won't end with you dead this bounty is posted here almost as a formality you want him dead oh heavens yes he has plagued this valley he has hurt my image I don't care
1: you want him dead
0: I'll take the job Um, well, yes, sir, Mr. Talon. I'd like that quite much. And I would just (laughs) take
1: the thing from him. Yeah. In Rickoban's mind, he's, like, this sniveling, like, you know, like,
0: and he'd just, like, leave. (laughs) How do you think you track him down? What do you think the way you find him is? I think, you know?
1: no, I, I would look for the quest marker, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so I just
0: mark this primary.
1: Yeah, I, would mark, I did mark it as primary. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay so, And I just uh, follow, the, it has like a thing yeah, it's on a the more. screen. Yeah. yeah, and I just follow that. <laughs> okay.
0: So you ride out. <laughs> uh, no,
1: no, no. but what I would do is go to the like watering holes, right? You would, go to the bars. You would go to, and just ask, where's he at? Anyone heard from him? Where does his gang hang out? Or is he by himself? How many men does he have? Those kinds of questions are just being like, how does he roll? Give me a personality check. I'm super good at these. I know. I don't I know, know if you've noticed, but Rico Bon is loaded with personality. A negative one? Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All you find doing it this way in the Uncanny Valley? No one will talk about <clears throat> him. Yeah, no one, no one will talk about him or they just don't know. Or they're like, you must have a death wish, mister. You, know. you do meet two people, though. They're also fresh to the island. Latimer Weathers goes by Red and Rhea Palmer. And they, like you, have come here from the mainland to make their fortune as bounty hunters. Red is well-dressed. Okay. Got great manners. Very pleased to see you. And Rhea is sullen and quiet and armed obscenely. Okay. Four pistols in her belt, rifle and a shotgun on her back. Got knives. She's got a hatchet. Got all kinds of shit. She's got a gun in one boot, a big bowie knife in the other. She doesn't say much. Uh, She just kind of eyes you. Uh, But, you know, Red would be like, well, well, well. Looks like we're going after the same coin. You must be one smart fella. You got the same idea as us, huh?
1: And I'd just, like, look at her and then look at him. And it'd just be like, kind of like, you know, like, spit tobacco out on the ground and just be like,
0: And it, like, looks that way. Well, then, what do you say to a friendly competition? How about first one to find him and bring him in holds the other $100? We don't have time for this, Raya says. I agree.
1: How about we find them together and we just split it?
0: He laughs and he's like, well, that won't do. If you don't want to have friendly competition, I suppose that means it'll just be a plain old competition, huh?
2: <laughs>
0: we will find him first, and then I guess we'll split it two-way, she says. All right. I wish you all the luck, though, Mr. Talon. Hopefully this town... He is big enough for the three of us. I'm sure it is. He's cocky. Yeah, I can and see that. Yeah. yeah, he wears his gun like he can use it.
1: Sure. Yeah, I, I would that's just, all you
0: get though in your search is you kind of meet them and okay. find there are other people and they seem capable and they're looking for him too.
1: Okay. Um, I, if I'm not finding anything, then I would go to his last known hideout.
0: Yeah, you leave the town of Uncanny Valley and ride out into the valley into these smaller sort of settlements and thorps and little trading posts and stuff. You kind of follow a trail. Um, now here's some quest markers because they do have like a location for <laughs> Like the last known location. Mm-hmm. You kind of ride out there and it's a PTC trade house. It's pretty small. Um, they're set up though and they deal mostly in, uh, this is out to the like northwest of town, so it's mostly oars and stuff. <laughs> So you're looking for Mackenzie Upsizer huh? the, the woman there says Yeah, yeah. He was
1: last seen in, in these parts Yeah he was last seen here He shot two
0: of my men dead Were they packing? <laughs> and no strangers to using He is a demon Some hell spawn unleashed from the void on this world How many men was in his posse? None Just him He rode off Into the hills to the west. Stays in any home to his liking. He may not be there. It's been over a
1: week, but... It's a fine place to start. You got... I'd look around. Does she have...
0: Yeah, she's got more more guns. Yeah. A couple more people than you might expect now that you kind of look. And they're, you know, in windows. Like, they have shotguns and rifles and stuff. Okay.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Please, take him down for us. I would
1: just tip my hat to her. You follow her directions Yeah, and I, of course, obviously I'm on the trail So I'd be very wary I think
0: now it can be a trail craft show. Okay. Okay, cool You follow a trail and you find houses that she's talked about Where there are obvious signs that someone's been, like, brutalized It's been repaired recently And you ask some simple questions And they, you know, point you in a different direction You kind of make this way further into the hills in the west And your path leads you to this small little chapel Tucked away in these hills and as you come around into this... Is it Vanya? That would be funny, huh? <laughs> you come riding up, and you see this small little cl- chapel, and for a second, your stomach falls into your guts, and it is a flashback. This chapel looks a whole lot like the chapel you got married in. It's got ivy climbing up, and there's a statue on top, but it is collapsed and half-broken and kind of... <laughs> This chapel has been abandoned for some time. And like I said, for a second, your stomach drops, but it's not Vanya. It's St. Kiladay, St. of Vengeance. Vengeance, yeah. And you can hear voices inside. You can't quite make them out. Sounds like a a man and a woman and a couple of children. I would slowly approach. Give me a stealth check, and I will oppose this with his awareness. (laughs) So you do that, and you're sneaking up. Trying. And you can hear sort of almost commotion inside. And you hear a door open, and horses kind of galloping off. And behind, hard to make out, but the person riding away on a horse and another horse that has two kids on it. And they ride away. And the door kind of flies open, and standing in it is Mackenzie Obsizer. <sighs> and he takes a big, deep breath as he sees you. And he says, well, well, well. It's been a few weeks since some fools come to die at my feet. I am starting to think maybe y'all forgot about me. Guess it's time to remind you. And he does make a mental attack against you All as right. we begin combat. Let's do this. So you get a four. He gets a one. Cool. So you yeah. defend against it. And he comes out and he kind of opens his hips up and he's packing heat and he eyes yours. He kind of squints his eyes and jiggles his fingers at his side and waggles his eyebrows. He says, so you going to make your move or am I? I draw and shoot. <laughs> I think this is going to be a contest, but it is going to be a single point contest. Okay. And we're going to do this with reflexes. He draws super fast and he takes a shot off on you.
1: Ew, wait. I'll take that. Yeah, that's one stress. I see it like we're, we're drawing. He draws faster. He's faster, but he's a sloppier shot. And it, like, make go through, like, my trench coat off to the side while I'm also drawing. Yeah, and I'm shoosting back. He also takes the one. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> I think it's the same. I think he's just kind of in a fanning the hammer shoot-off right here. Cinematically, a few at you on this one.
1: Yeah. I take it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And your turn. Also, shoosting. You shoot his hat off. Yeah. Feels better. I felt better.
0: He's like not standing still, like he's, you know, moving too. He shoots back. I think this is it. I think he's unloading the gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. This is gonna hurt.
1: Can I use a fate point to reduce that to zero? With my, uh, stunt? My true grit? Yes, absolutely. And I will. My turn. I get to shoot snow.
0: There it is! Holy there shit! It is. <laughs> Yeah, he marks the four stress box and then takes a mild aspect of disarm. You shoot the gun out of his hand. That's a mighty fine shooting, boy. And he bum rushes you and tackles you. He got a seven? Yeah. Holy crap. Um, See, it's with style, so he gets two free uses on the aspect Wrestling. Okay. You also kind of suss something else out from him. This guy is impossibly strong. And you see uh, his stun. Roll. Strength of it, a fable. It rolled, yeah. But he basically has plus two to his strength. So he he tackles you, and you are grappled. We're going to stay grappled. Well, he's going to use athletics and throw you towards the church. So he succeeds with style on this. Oh. He's going to reduce the damage by one, and he physically throws you a zone into the door of the church, and you smash them. And that's the five physical stress. And the, the boost that he creates is can't be this strong. Okay. Right? This guy is bending you like a pretzel and throwing you, you know, 40 feet.
1: So that's all of my physical stress boxes are now checked, and I've taken a mild consequence just so that we are all on the same page. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> and he doesn't look like he's got that kind of strength, right? He, like he, he looked wiry. Yeah,
0: he's a lanky, skeletal kind of dude. I'm in it.
1: Rikoban, he's kind of got a death wish, so he's going to just pull his gun out and unload on him. It's a four. Cool.
0: Unload the whole fucking thing on him. Okay, he takes two shots. Nice. And I'm going to yeah. keep backing up. Why don't you give me an awareness check as you do that? And you see there's a hole in the ceiling. You look up and you see that the collapsed statue is on top and has been loosened by you smashing through these doors. Yeah, I helped it. Yeah, and you like look up and your back hits the altar and over your shoulder, Killaday. Killaday is there looming nice? with a scowl and a fist. <laughs> <laughs> and my man, Mackenzie, comes in. Maybe you're starting to understand, boy. This ain't your day. And he slowly reloads. You are nothing to me. You are nothing to me. All of this is ours. And he creates an aspect. All of this is ours. But yeah, he kind of steps up right here. And it is your turn.
1: Yeah, I'm shooting that statue down on him for sure. 1,000%.
0: Excellent. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sometimes, folks, the dice tell the story. (laughs) And Matt Monster has rolled a plus seven. (laughs) Epic guns attack. You shoot up into the air, and he's just coming towards you like he's just going to kill you. He does look up at that, and he looks back at you, and it falls. There's a huge collapse explosion. Wood and stones are falling down from the ceiling. You you would kind of have to hit the deck, too, on top of the altar almost. And St. Killidae's shield and sword like, protect you. Mm
1: hmm. Okay,
0: and you see as the rubble settles and the dust clears from the air he's pinned under the statue and he's doing a fair job of trying to lift it but it keeps slamming down on top of him he's kind of here at your mercy he's pinned and he has taken all of the physical stress and all of the physical consequences that he can what does Rikoban do? I put a
1: bullet through his head. I wouldn't even say anything to him. I would just walk up to him, look him
0: dead in the eyes, and just shoot him. You get you take one mental stress and what I just did was I made a disbelief attack against you. This is a GM skill. Okay. It's gonna be something. Like, it's going it might come up one or two more times. See your candy okay. val. For just a second. The blood? It doesn't look red just for a second just for a second but you also know that that is not none of this was possible yes and that you're just like battered and just had the fight in your life yeah you look down on him he doesn't seem so scary now Pulling into the town of Port May, it is in the southern portion here of the island. This place looks familiar, right? Mm. Because it's built to look familiar. It's modeled very closely after the major cities. It almost reminds you of Viara, where you're from, the New York equivalent in this world. Okay. And pulling up, it is not huge, it is not a sprawling city, it's walled. But there are like skyscrapers, urban landscape, Mm -hmm. busy streets filled with carriages. Around this, you see Vega flags. Flying. Okay, and you guys make landfall. You'll go up to this big stone pier, and like I said, you are out in the royal dockyards of the town of Port d'Orme. As you're coming down, they hand you a ticket for your luggage.
3: Okay, she would be very nervous with all the flags around.
0: <laughs> There's like Vegas soldiers. This is not what you thought Con was.
3: Right okay what do you do Hal, she's gonna head right for that train so she's gonna go acquire her luggage and head towards where she hears the train coming from
0: and then right at this branch down here you can see this sprawling yard has been carved out and it's it's a menagerie like a new world menagerie you make your way down this back alley and find the uncanny express depot house it's Impressive, and it's a, one of the bigger train stations that you've actually ever seen. Okay. It's big in that it is clearly meant to move a lot of people. And as you're getting closer, it's quite crowded. But as you're walking, um, you know, you're already a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I guess it's probably worth reminding you, too. We talked a little bit about this. The upper crust is what they kind of call like the aristocracy still. That high society is just starting to really become like a media. Thing. Okay. Like newspapers are starting to write about the scene, right? You are like a a social. Right. Right. So as you're walking in, you're eyeing these people. You see people wearing ponchos, more like cowboy gear, kind of like riding gear, leather, like duster jackets and stuff. Mm -hmm. You also see still some people in Vegas styles, and one of them is looking at you. It kind of seems like he recognizes you. Give me an awareness check.
3: I got a three.
0: That's good. You're no stranger to the streets and the hustle bustle of this. Mm. And this person who seems to have recognized you has you distracted for a minute. But you also see out of the corner of your eye a little gutter snipe, a little street rat kind of kid with some like knickerbockers and a little, you know, newsy cap on. And he's trying to like lift a coin purse off you. But you kind of like...
3: <laughs> Snatch up <laughs> like reach out reach <laughs> out. Yeah. Still get down to his level. What are you trying to do, son?
0: I thought this was mine. I, I dropped it.
3: You know better. It's tied to my belt.
0: So it is. <laughs> and he, like, lets go of it. Adelie would hold on to back. his collar
3: and look for the face that was staring at her earlier. Done. And she'd uh, reach into her coin purse and pull out a couple of coppers. She'd give it to him and just say, keep your hands out of people's pockets. She uh, would go and buy her a ticket to the Uncanny Valley.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're kind of out, and the train is, like, waiting. People everywhere. And the train looks like it's going to be full, for sure. Right. You are off.
3: She, she's probably incredibly thankful that that went as smooth as it did. <laughs> and she's in first class. I think she would start to schmooze, honestly. Okay. Get herself a drink and take in the people around her and start talking.
0: Okay. I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to introduce one of Fate Core's fun encounter mechanics. Fun. The skill challenge. <laughs> Do all these, and then I kind of interpret them. Okay. So let's say you're going to schmooze and ingratiate yourself with the people. That's a personality check. You're going to try and kind of read the room. I'm going to say let's call that an awareness check. And... Okay, yeah. I'm going to say, why don't we have a luck check, too?
3: All right, so personality. I used a fate point and invoked my silver tongue and aspect. So seven. Take that. And... All right, here's awareness, that's three. Okay, that's good. And luck, <laughs> zero, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, I'm going to leave it at that.
0: Awareness, personality, and luck.
3: Three, seven, and a zero.
0: Okay, perfect.
3: <laughs> They're a, a group of gentlemen talking. Sure. So walk right up to them with uh, a drink oh. in hand.
0: Okay, and it goes from there. Yes. <laughs> you just start, like, ingratiated, start schmoozing with the guys, get them all mm-hmm. kind of, like, enchanted. You've got a plus seven on your personality here, so the people you talk to, they take to you real.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're reading the room, too. You're getting a pretty good feel. Most of the people here are pretty excited. They're, it's a bustling, hopeful energy of people who are headed to the valley. It's the heart of Khan. Arguably more important than Port of Maine, even though that's a decently big city.
3: Yeah. Well, this is Uncanny is free territory, and people are going to establish it the way they want, right? Yes.
0: Okay. Almost all of this is free territory. Mm-hmm. Port of Maine is Vega-controlled. Right. But it's like the only part of the island that is. Okay. But you just start flirting and joking and talking with people. And then someone overhears and it kind of, you know, spills out from there. And suddenly, Adelie Dufresne's life at the party once more, right? Everyone wants to talk to her. Everyone wants to, to be seen standing next to her. And you're, you're reading people. Like I said, you're, you're, you're getting these hopeful vibes. Every now and then, though, you can see like someone feels it too. There's a strange feeling in the air. Mm-hmm. People are a little off, a little dazed just a little like they're thinking about something for a second
3: she would kind of lead back towards the group to introduce herself to in the first place and she would stumble into him with her drink in hand oh i'm sorry this wine got to me and this train movement's just throwing me off and she'd like hold on to his arm
0: (laughs) well don't worry my dear we'll keep you safe and sound until we touch ground in the valley
3: and, and she's like, going to don't
0: even mind it. And pulls out his hanky and wipes the wine off. Oh, no, she would stone. take
3: out a handkerchief of her own, which, by the way, are also like have her initials stitched in. Yeah, of course,
0: <laughs> of they course they do. They yeah. do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She'd help wipe off the wine on his chest. And she, that's where she would frickin' stay.
0: You guys blast on through here, the province of Maine, and you keep going north. The ground sort of starts falling away more and more as you're going. And eventually, you come through to the next area of Khan, the Ryle wetlands. This big main river is the River Ryle. It runs from the valley down the sea. And coming up, you kind of go up on top of this, like, higher ground. And to the right, you can see in the distance the river and these sort of like huge swampy wetlands sprawling in every direction and more than ever you're like oh okay this is the frontier Mm -hmm. because interspersed in them twice you see in different areas these sprawling networks of Ophidian gator cities And they are these, like, wooden and stone structures that are connected by these bridges and docks that, you know, sort of span the wetlands. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't go high, the buildings. They're mostly, like, one room. They're larger than normal because Gator Ophidians are, like, eight or nine feet tall. They're looming massive things. It's like you see these just, like, spider web cities, like, sprawling out through these wetlands. Mm -hmm. And, like, along the train lines are these totems that are a design and architectural style that is wholly unfamiliar to you. Yeah, as you're going, like, up and around, you eventually kind of come back down and meet with the wetlands themselves. You stop viewing them from this hilly rise. As you're getting closer, like... And then you you see it. Just suddenly you come around this kind of bend and these trees kind of, like, fall away. And you see there is a gator tribe standing at the side of the rail.
3: And she's never seen...
0: Not like this, no. No? I think it would be unlikely she's ever seen more than one in the same place in the mainland. Okay. But there are, you know, easily a hundred total, and they're, like, some of them are just, like, standing there, strangely statuesque, sentinel-like. Some of them are working in small groups. Some of them are gathering stones. They're washing things in the water. Some of them are fishing. Mm. There's, like, some kids playing. They're wearing these beautifully well-made silken garb that is a style that is almost samurai-esque, but also has like a bunch of cool like, leather fucking straps and shit.
2: Um, and
0: again, it is like a design that is wholly new to you and pretty fucking rad. Too.
2: Absolutely. And
0: they're dyed, not quite tie-dyed, but blooms of color. At one point, one of them is just like points at its eye. Like, at the train, not at you. Right. it's just, like, we see kind of thing. And they're all very hard to read. They look like gators.
3: Okay. That's gonna throw her off.
0: And then the final touch here is another twist. They're armed with modern weaponry. Several of the ones standing Sentinel have rifles, and then other ones, you see gun belts that have, like, clearly familiar designed, like, six-shooters, but just bigger. And they are there. And you guys kind of chug-chug-chugging along. Do anything? Say anything? Just... Honestly. Just enjoy the travel log.
3: <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, is surprised and like agape that Adelie would be seeing all of this. I think she would keep on the facade that she's seen it before and that she's been here a thousand times. Yeah.
0: The metroist of metropolitan people. Well, she doesn't
3: want to be new to Khan. Yeah, okay, sure. She wants to seem like she's been established so that people might not associate her with the newspaper. I mean, she would see them and probably say a remark and how she's always appreciated the colors on their clothes and then go back to talking to the guys about small talk but
0: clearly you're used to seeing them (laughs) (laughs) there is a as the train sort of suddenly starts to stop and everyone's slightly concerned for a second but you can see some of the people that concern immediately fades away Um, others they're like what's happening what's happening
3: Natalie would mimic that reaction of the like (laughs) of the, yeah, Yeah. we're cool people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, And the train does uh, come to a stop. Not quite like a skirting sudden stop, but like they're like, whoa, 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 okay, okay. And you would need an awareness check to see if you can make out why.
3: I'll go with the five.
0: Oh, you might want to see this, mm-hmm. one of the guys says. And he helps elbow back into the back of the car, and you go onto a tiny little platform in, in between cars. Yes. And he has you kind of, like, lean over the side and holds onto your arm, and uh-huh. you can get, like, a good, clean view down the side of the train, right? And you see in front of it, like, a big part of this gator tribe, they're just, like, walking in front of the train.
3: Are they coming towards the train? Oh, well, they're just or crossing just the tracks. Like deer and road. <laughs> kind of. All right.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe it's dumb like that, or maybe they just don't give a fuck.
3: It's just, they can't wait. That's dangerous for them.
0: (laughs) It would be more dangerous for us to bother them. Mm. This, my dear, is their land. The PTC would like you to believe that they've a firm grasp, but we are allowed to be here by the Ophidians, not the other way around.
3: Thank you for showing me. Bring me in now. (laughs) He's clutching out dear life. And he
0: pulls you in. No, no. No danger will come to you.
3: She'd smile. Let's go back inside now. Of course. You can go back in. Well, she would fraternize with the same group of gentlemen and just try to get to know what everybody's, you know, job is. Who is their daddy and what do they do?
0: <laughs> Later that day at this point, it's about a th- through four hour, three and a half, four hour train ride. The train pulls in and it crests this big hill and comes up on top and then the valley is open before you. And it is it is picturesque. You wouldn't think it was real if someone described it to you. The colors are bizarrely bright. The, there are these strange rock formations that seem natural, but there's pillars of rock coming up from the ground. There are these strange canopy trees with huge leaves that you've never seen before. There's other, like, smaller shrubs with purple and bright red leaves and stuff. There are whole patches where the grass is also purple. Sort of like weird streaks that mixes with the green and it makes crazy red it almost looks like the belly of a serpent or something, like when the wind blows through it. And it's a big place, as you come across, it's like a hundred miles across, so you can't fully see everything. This is nothing like the towns that you are used to. It's, there's not really a ton of towns like this back in the mainland. There are huts and ramshackle wooden houses with batwing doors. There are Old West-style mission houses and looming barn-like structures... Some stuff's made out of stone. A lot of it's made out of wood. And the river Ryle is still here, too. It's become a bit less wild Mm -hmm. at, at this far north through the valley. It's kind of like the Huron River. It's very picturesque. It is verdant and lush and settled. And there are pterodactyl flying overhead. And it's off in the distance. You can see dinosaurs you can see like a small herd of Corythosaurus, those cool fucking mohawk dudes yeah you know grazing sort of scattering off towards the river as the train comes far off in the hills to the east you can see like big herds of like gallimimus and other like those like ostrichy kind of running dinosaurs Mm -hmm. but you eventually come all the way through here and pull in to the town of uncanny valley and how
3: big is uncanny valley
0: uh, there's about twenty thousand people that live there,
3: so it's you know
0: yeah, you're not it's not like there's five shops like there's it's a squadoosh. Mm-hmm. there's people everywhere, still gotcha. these are actual photographs I tried to use
3: actual like, photographs. that's amazing that you have these well, I mean, you know, I thought the, they were lost in the fire.
0: No, this isn't an actual photo of the uncanny valley asshole. <laughs> it's an actual photo from the old west though, <laughs> yeah. It was hard to transdimensionally <laughs> travel, but I figured it out for the podcast, so that's cool. We're going to make some money off that patent, too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but it is similar to this. They're not skyscrapers here, like there was even in Port Amain, where there were six and seven-story buildings. Mm-hmm. There's like two-story loomers, and it's a bar, and that's that. Like the stuff was built quick and cheap because build it now, build it fast. There's people everywhere. We got to get this place up and running. Right. You know, it's a it's frontier the town.
3: rush, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> there are obviously some exceptions here. The most prominent that you see as you're pulling up into the depot house down here on the south side of town, mm-hmm. there is a large cathedral to the Way of the Saint right along the River Ryle. It is the by far tallest building in the city. It's All like, right. f- like four stories. And it is not shy in its architecture. It is bold, gothic.
3: Completely different from everything else in town.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The church came with a little money and blew their fucking shot. Mm. (laughs) Well, okay, this is actually a good opportunity. Is Adelaide religious?
3: Honestly, I don't think that she is. She's had a very one-career-esque life and hasn't really veered from that thought. So,
0: sure. Yeah. yeah, she's made her own life. She hasn't had any saints' help. Yeah. The uncanny station house here, more more modest. This is more the kind of train station you would expect in a small town back home. It's modern, but it's not like six tracks going on one line kind of like we're here to serve thousands and thousands. This is just like a place where people dump off. People are excited Uh, you know everyone's kind of some people are like jumping out the windows before you're even stopped like onto the platform just ready to get off the train.
3: Thank you for your company and conversation on our trip.
0: He kisses your hands and he introduces himself as Paul McCartney (laughs) and says I will be staying at the...
3: Is it Sir Paul McCartney?
0: (laughs) Not yet. And he winks.
3: Adelie would bid him adieu. I'm sure we'll see each other through town and then get our suitcases and go.
0: Allow me. And it is a man, he's wearing a PTC uniform and he's got a handout. And you see, he has a name tag on it, it says, The Porter. And he's extending a hand as you're stepping down off the train.
3: I should take it.
0: Welcome to Con.
3: Thank you. This is
0: first time? Don't worry, I can spot him. Spot what? The first timers.
3: Mm-hmm. Been a while.
0: Spec it, has
3: did smile. What hotel would you suggest I stay at?
0: It's in the North Ryle Bank.
3: Would you mind escorting me?
0: I can definitely walk you off the grounds. she take his arm. I'm glad to see your train made it without any interference.
3: You just stop and think about the certain people. <laughs> no interference whatsoever. <laughs> She'd smile.
0: He says, yeah, the hotel will be good for you. It's a comfortable bed and safe lodgings. You'll meet folk of the upper crust, same as you.
3: Well, Sam Elliott... <laughs>
0: Uh, but most folks just call me the porter.
3: Thank you. I appreciate your assistance.
0: He says, well, it's nice to see a new face. If you ask me, this town needs a little spit, shine. Maybe someone fancies you might be able to do the job.
3: I'll be able to do that, no problem. And she'll say, and I'll bring a lot more to this town. And she'd <laughs> smile and wink.
0: Oh, you'll fit right in here, he says. <laughs> and, and he walks you out kind of to the street, sort of around this way to the Ryle bank. And it's like a bustling main avenue. And you can see it's got like a lot of charm. It is not in the style of the mainland, but you can see that this is like a fancier part of town. Building's paint is fresh. You know, grass is greener. The gardens are a little tended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's uh, cleaner streets and better kept. Does this
3: seem like the best part of town? You've seen, you've
0: seen, I think, too little of the town to okay. know. But I think you know enough about urban living that this is, if not the nicest part of town, one of them. Yeah, and he, he kind of points up and he says, If you just stay north along the rail bank, you'll pass Mr. Cacciatore's, and then you'll see it on your left. You can't miss it. Ethan de La Nouveau, who owns it, got a flair for the dramatic. And it's reflected in the hotel.
3: Well, I appreciate the uh, suggestion.
0: And you might like to get inside soon, ma'am. Don't like to look at those clouds. And he kind of glances, like, up into the northeast. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, rainstorm. And you kind of start walking and making your way through town. carefully, you're watching out for, you know, people who might know you, people who might be trying to rob you, all the things you look out for in a town. Give me the witness check.
3: Plus three.
0: Okay, cool. That's when you kind of actually see it. And there is... A very strange storm system that seems to be coming in towards town with a bullet. Why don't you give me a lock check, and we'll see exactly what degree...
3: My lock checks have been so great. I know.
0: It's pretty fun.
3: Negative one! Oh, Jesus, Mel.
0: A very menacing and strange kind of weather system is starting to take shape. Black clouds are seeming to coalesce almost suddenly. Closer to the edge of the valley, but moving in almost in an arrow.
3: You'd be moving a hell of a lot faster seeing these clouds.
0: Streaking through them, you see these rainbow-colored streaks of light. Mm. Huge streaks. And there's not thunder that goes with them. There's like this mute shockwave. Oh. You feel it in your guts as these lights flash.
3: It's all uncanny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and people in the city flip out on that first, like like the first flash of rainbow light mm-hmm. and people are looking up and the bustle of the city, people stop in unison and look up and panic takes hold of the streets. People run for cover.
3: Yeah, Adelaide would do the same. <laughs> Where do you go? Do I feel like if I ran really fast, <laughs> I could not get to the hotel?
0: Give me a athletics check. Oh,
3: oh my God
0: you are jostled and elbowed and pushed and at one point a horse like is like trying to be dragged and you can see the animals are reacting even poor, like, poorer than the humans are to this storm. It is like primal. And this horse like knocks you down and you are like yeah, terrified for a second. Horses, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't stomp you. It's like comes down next to you. <laughs> but it's horrible and you take four physical strengths.
3: <laughs> Oh, God.
0: You've lost some bags. Yeah. And you're just beelining it Mm -hmm. for the hotel. And you can see it. People from the hotel are, like, slamming these storm shutters down.
2: Just wait.
0: (laughs) Wait for me. Go, 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 go. Um, And the storm is moving incredibly fast, and it looks like it's going to be here very soon. And as you're getting up, running up the steps of this hotel, uh, it is like a grand colonial-style building that's shaped almost like a, a U- Kind of courtyard that you kind of go up steps to get to, and it's all manicured. There's like a big marble fountain, yeah, you know, and it's got super like super ornate. Yeah, it's got like Saint Roy, like with a vase, like she's like the Venus de Milo, like the Saint of Love, pouring mm. water out, and you're like bustling out there, and and they get you like right, like as you're going up the steps, and you see down on the street a mother with her child is trying to get this donkey to go, and they can't get it. Do you help them?
3: Uh. She'd drop her bags and she'd try to go get them to let go of the damn donkey and get the mom and daughter in.
0: Okay, give me then.
3: Don't do a luck. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah.
0: This is not clear. Sorry, we're doing another skill challenge. Mm. <laughs>
3: skill challenge.
0: Give me a reflexes check.
3: All right, so reflexes at a plus four.
0: And give me a personality check.
3: A six personality. Jesus
0: Christ. And then give me an ego check.
3: Three. All right. So, reflex is at a +4, personality at +6, and ego at +3. I think I'll stick with that.
0: The uh storm comes rolling in. Mm. and you see it? The wrath of the saints is upon you, man. This is like some biblical shit. The sky is like black. It's like nighttime, except these weird rainbow streaks. Then actually lightning starts hitting, too. And hail the biggest chunks you see, like, hitting, like, meteorites, like, the size of your fist in the street. And it starts, like, coming down. You are bounding down the steps, hoop, skirt, in hand. You find these two, and they're, like, fighting with this thing. And the donkey, like, has an egg, and it's, like, drops dead. And they're just stunned. be
3: like, well, that made it easier. And she'd grab them and pull them.
0: Yeah, and they're just so stunned. Like, your personality check, basically, you're gonna, I don't even, like, you need words. You just start there, and you're like, come on! <laughs> and they're just, like, and you, you're you rushing past. You are taking two attacks here, though. One of them is going to be the divine hail and lightning. And this you will defend with athletic. I got a four. Good, yes. You don't take any damage. Oh, God. Yeah, you manage to bob and weave with these folks, and you kind of push them apart at one point as, like, a huge piece of hail falls. And you're out here, then, getting the... You're getting rained on, too. Mm-hmm. And this is the weirdest fucking rain you've ever experienced. There are parts where it hits you, and it's ice water. And then other times it seems like it's boiling. And then there are other times entirely it hits you and it's like way too much water for a raindrop. And at one point, even you swear to God, on this railing, you see the rain like hits it and falls back up. Oh, wow! And and that's when you, you automatically receive the severe mental consequence of There's no chance we'll live. Mm -hmm. But you are just like standing on the porch and then like the scullery maid of the hotel grabs you all and pulls you inside and slams the door shut and just like pushes you down into this cellar. And there is hell upstairs. You hear horrible shrieking and this concussive wrath that reigns for hours. And you are just huddled with this group of people that is in the almost pitch black. In this brute cellar where there's jars of preserves and, and shit. And people in the hotel, like, are pounding at the door upstairs. Like, oh, Allison! Oh, but they, like, keep the cellar door barred. Yeah, it sucks. The whole thing She'd sucks. be
3: heartbroken, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you've like, already got fucked up by this stupid store, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
3: The worst thing that could happen. Let me do it!
0: And then it just stops. Skirt!
3: Does she look around?
0: People, it's a totally mixed bag. People are wailing. People are, like, thanking each other grabbing each other and hugging and, like, kissing.
3: She'd probably be doing a slow clap. Yeah. Because she doesn't know how else to respond, or then why Why? Why are we crying, why are we cheering?
0: And, you know, someone next to you is like, that was one of the worst ones yet.
3: How often does that happen?
0: Uh, I'd like to say it's rare, but it's not. Oh, no. It's not usually that bad, though.
3: Came in town just in time.
0: Welcome to the uncanny valley, one of them <laughs> says.
3: Thanks. <laughs> and she breathe a sigh of relief.
0: And eventually it's opened. And you can see a very fancy elf. Fine three-piece suit, mm-hmm. silken shirt, you know, slicked hair that's very must. Now he's clearly been crying. He's the one opening the door. He says,
4: the coast is clear.
0: We may come up now.
2: And Yay! And he goes,
0: yeah. And you You go. Up. the hotel was made out of it was a stone building mm-hmm. the damage is cosmetic i guess sure they have storm shutters and there's broken glass and stuff is blown in there's some damage outside but largely the structure is is still there and as they kind of come out and everyone's just kind of like da- in a daze like coming back out and uh the sun is shining and there's like birds chirping
3: we're not in, like, the eye of the storm, right? No, no but everyone no five seems to and think it that it's again. over.
0: Everyone who's lived through these things before seems right. to think it's over. And slowly, life starts to return to the town, and you can see there has been significant damage. Okay. Some buildings are just like splinters. You can see there's bodies in the street.
3: She check on the mother and daughter she pulled away.
0: You saved our lives. What's your name?
3: My name's Adelie Dufrain.
0: A month later The damage from the prismatic typhoon was extensive But it's well under repair mm-hmm. The death toll The final tally was as high as it could be 24 people Yeah uh, Your confidant and right hand person From back home has joined you
3: Twinkle Bella
0: <laughs> As she goes by Yes Twinkle Bella has come to, to help you She has uh, started out as one of your girls Hmm and kind of raised herself up through her own talent she can read and write she can she's been educated you know she's a lot of common sense and has shown to have a fair amount of business sense as well mm-hmm. so she's you know kind of like a manager yeah to, to your owner and she uh, has come here and, and helped you in the wake i think of the prismatic typhoon it's allowed you to kind of buy this fairly primo property right and you we established you came here with a huge stinky financial fortune so you buy a very primo property right on the corner of the two main streets of the cozy quarter, it's called. We'll say she was able to buy this big corner lot mm-hmm. and a smaller lot next to it. And so she's combining them. And, and the plan is to add a story. You're adding all these renovations to the building and yes. converting it to suit your needs. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to add a theater, right? You said? Yes, yes. And that's your brothel's advantage here: is that it's not just a brothel like the other brothels; it's a place to—it's entertainment, yeah—sort yeah. of almost a saloon in its own right.
3: Mm-hmm. It has a separate, like, kitchen house.
0: Are you going to have like exotic? Are you going to try and hire a chef and shit? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting out.
3: A- no, 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 no. Let's <laughs> ruin <rule> it. <in. laughs>
0: I, I would think you would have had to have meet with some of the higher ups in the city in order to do this.
3: Absolutely. She would get to know them first before they have an official meeting. She would just be wearing a much tighter corset. <laughs> 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 and ooh, she'd smell so good. <laughs>
0: okay, well then, if you're going to actually try and do that this way, why don't you go to create an advantage?
3: She's confident. She's, you know, Adelie the Dealmaker Dufresne. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to talk to people. She knows how to talk to men. Give
0: so, me a personality check and let's create this advantage. All right plus four you look great yeah right what are you gonna call it
3: making it home i mean because she's having she's going to live in the brothel so she's making it home
0: okay and in the last month you've seen there is an upper crust here you know there's people who have come from the mainland one way or another either with money or without it and locked out and found some prospect that paid off super big and in the last month you've learned this place is rich there there are resources falling out of palmyra here It's, like, verdant and endlessly fruitful, it seems. People here come here with nothing and are walking around in tuxedos less than a year later because they happen to, you know, luck out.
3: Yes, yeah, I mean she would be flourishing. She's like she's cocky, she's you know she's confident that she's gotten out of Dodge and has everything that she needs. Everything's different. Everything feels exotic to her, and she knows that she's going to make a lot of money here herself, if not more than what she did at Mainland prior to uh, meeting with Mister Ignatius. She would ask around town, see if she can find any information on him, like what's his favorite wine, what's his favorite food, because she's going to bring a gift upon their first meeting.
0: Okay, cool. Let's do an uh, awareness check.
3: Plus three. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think that's a stretch. You find like he's got a, a penchant for a certain vintage of wine that, that's from the mainland, and you ma- you manage to get your hands on a bottle. Not not a huge challenge.
3: Awesome. She might get some, like, fruits and cheeses that pair well with it and make a small basket.
0: And so Twinkle Bella's with you, and she's pretty tarted up, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: She's like, all right, well, if we need to go talk to this administrator, let's do it.
3: Let's go. Oh.
0: And it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Sort of a big plantation style house. Got, like, the pillared porch in the front.
3: Okay. Yeah.
0: Huge mansion esque, you know, very manicured grounds. And this isn't a part of town called the Three Family Way. Okay. It is. You have come to find out the last month, this is definitely the nicest neighborhood. This is where the Upper Crust lives. Okay. In Three Family Way. And his manner is prominent in this, in this place. There's guards everywhere. Check you up and down and give you a search. And they pass right over all these hidden weapons that you have on you. Wonderful. They don't. Get That's your...
3: exactly why her yeah.
0: And you guys go to meet Administrator Ignatius Kellerbeel. He is a Meridian Elf.
3: Ooh, he's like, pretty. <laughs> yeah,
0: he is a very handsome, man. Um, he's the sole administrator for the PTC's efforts on the entire island. He doesn't really go out and about, though he's arguably the highest of crust.
3: So he's like the person of Uncanny Valley. Yeah,
0: he's he's the mayor, technically, but he doesn't really do anything.
3: Right. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Uh, Meridian elves, they have these heirloom blades that they pass down, like elf to elf. And it's a symbol of status, and a symbol of skill, and a symbol of plenty.
3: How old their bloodline is? Yes,
0: and how nice their sword is. Okay. And his is... (laughs) Gorgeous. Bedazzled. Bejeweled. Bedecked. He is like a rich mahogany leather bound books <laughs> <Hageny>. <laughs> and um, he's in a big like leather, brown leather wing back chair some kind of leather, you're not, you know, not cow leather it's like a very rich dark brown kind of jauntily sitting, legs crossed at the knee, elbow on it, very <laughs> <laughs> bored looking when you come in
3: and she smile, Mr. Callerbale
0: Madam Dufrain, is it?
3: yes Bella doll, hand him that basket.
0: And he takes it, but his eyes perk up as he looks at it.
3: And she'd smile knowingly.
0: (laughs) A fine choice, Mm. he says. Perhaps you would like a glass. I would love one. Oswald, he calls. And one of the guards comes in and he just kind of sits here like staring stone cold at Oswald. As he's pouring wine. And it's awkward, no one says anything.
3: She would interrupt his staring at Oswald and just be like, Mr. Calabale. I've come to know that you're the man to talk to about acquiring some land.
0: Yes, my steward informed me that would be the nature of your errand here. I assume one such as you uh, comes with the proper financial backing that would be
3: required. Of course.
0: And of course, a background check, uh, we must ensure that there are no outstanding debts to the PTC.
3: There's no debts to the PTC under my name.
0: If it is so, then perhaps you are in luck?
3: really glad he didn't say vega
0: <laughs> no he might be vega it's hard to tell right but he is not here representing the country of vega yeah yep. the royal vega states
3: do i need to discuss the nature of my business with you
0: i don't honestly care
3: my kind of town
0: the town takes care of itself if your business is needed it will flourish and if not it will be consumed I regret to inform you, you are not the first impressively clad woman of possible station to come through here and find her way out of town within months. Hmm.
3: I've got a little bit more nerve than you think.
0: Perhaps if there's ever another prismatic typhoon you have to go through, you might change your mind.
3: Well, that was my first day here, so I survived that. Anything worse that can come my way? He chuckles. And she'd smile.
0: Well... If you truly were here for that typhoon, then you understand the stakes of starting anything
4: here in the valley.
0: Yes. What kind of real estate are you looking for? So, the plan is made. You're adding a story onto this building. You and Twinkle Bella are kind of standing outside. It's maybe a week later. Bought it. You're breaking ground today. Awesome. The work crew. hmm Who do you think you get? Like, where do you go to find them? How does she put it together? Is it the first willing? Is it a specific type of worker? Does she go to the, you know, minor? Does she go to the fancy town? Or does she not care?
3: Oh, She cares. She would go to go to the PTC and see if they have any people they could hire out. She's going to make friends with them because it seems important to make friends with the, all of the important people in the town.
0: Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a PTC house here. And for sure, they have war contracts available with like that. They have uh-huh. workforces um, available. Give me a finance check, though. They can make this happen for a plus three, and that will include all of the parts and labor. And I think that that would kind of represent then just the last of your free monies. You know, mm-hmm. and you assemble a big professional construction crew. You have carpenters and laborers, and the surveyor, and there's you know like an architect. And awesome. but you guys, they have like a tent set up. They're like they start rope stuff off they have these like like wooden sticks they're planning like wrapping rope around it creating like a little work area for themselves Mm -hmm. they're building wooden scaffolding up the side and
3: is the other brothel only two floors because this is very important to her now
0: the other brothel you can see it is a large and established brothel it's deep it goes back Mm -hmm. right into Mm -hmm. the lot it's also on a double okay dirty run down this is a big box store they move volume here (laughs) (laughs) now it's so much worried about quality you know what i'm saying whereas you know you're a more handcrafted boutique experience
3: She would be standing outside in the middle of the road watching it all happen. Mm
0: -hmm. And there's part of the work crews are, like, stopping traffic.
3: And she would be introducing herself to passerbys. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah,
0: twinkle bells, passing out pamphlets.
3: While they're standing there, she'll say, before you left home, what was being said about me in the papers?
0: Well, I read an article about Dufresne House shutting down, but they said it was for personal reasons. Mm. Didn't say too much more. Ms. Dufresne, I, I know you don't want to say what happened, but whatever it is, it's far behind us.
3: I agree. We're in a new territory, we're in a lawless town, and we're gonna make this place ours.
0: <laughs> That's right. And someone comes running up. Uh, what, what, what is this? What is this? Yeah, he's kinda of got like, like a simple clothes on, suspenders, jeans, bowler cap. Brown hair, he's got kind of reddish eyes. Is he him? He's like, hey, what, what, what's this? Who are all these people?
3: They're building. They're my workers.
0: Oh, you are you understand this is a private lot, right?
3: It's my lot.
0: Oh, it's, it's your lot, is it? It is. Oh, what, did you buy it?
3: <laughs> twinkle Bella, dear. He may need to see the paperwork.
0: And she's got it at the ready and kind of flips it down.
3: And she... Read she it, it and Sonny,
0: assuming that you can read.
3: Now, nah, Twinkle Bella. this could be a potential friend of ours.
0: And you see her other hand is behind her corset, ready to go. <laughs>
3: That's my name right there, Sonny.
0: Well, will all be...
3: What's
0: your name? James Gillis. (laughs) Well, Madame Dufresne, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance.
3: Pleasure to meet you,
0: James. And he just kind of looks kind of almost menacingly at Twinkle Bella. And then he runs off. And you see he goes in. You didn't see where he came from. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you see where he goes back to. It's the building next door. Okay. And construction goes on for a little while. They start digging and and they start singing. (laughs) They start a song. <laughs> They're into it. I don't know why. I don't know why. are Yeah, they want to do a work song, so they start one.
3: Adelaide will clap at the end of every song. Happily. Oh, applaud. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think passersby I do. Some other people, Adelaide, you know, some kids that are like playing in the alley and shit. They're like, hey,
3: woo.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's a spectacle though. People are coming out, rubbernecking, being like, oh, what the hell's going on at that corner lot. But at another point, you see that guy whose name I remember, and I think you do too. (laughs) James? Yeah, that's James. James James. Gillis comes out with a couple of other guys. You know, caps, shirts, suspenders, kind of workers. They got guns on, though, and kind of walking with them, you see this imposing, powerful woman.
3: Powerful!
0: (laughs) coming. Um, I don't want to say that she's played by Kathy Bates, but
3: honestly, Kathy Bates is perfect.
0: (laughs) Think Kathy Bates.
3: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, she is dressed well. Also, she's a a frilly black dress. She's got like a a boa on. She's got a little parasol, and she's got a little entourage of her own. All right. They're kind of pushing their way through, and like one of them shoots into the air. (laughs) Everyone kind of backs up. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing?
3: I'm building. How many times do I need to answer this question to people in your damn building?
0: What do you think you're doing here in the street? Blocking it off? One of them says. And the woman is just kind of watching you.
3: She'd uh, look over at the PTC boys and say, keep on singing, boys. Everything's fine.
0: And then, you know, their eyes flick to the uh, guns on their hips. I think you're going to have to do a personality check here.
3: Plus three?
0: Okay, they, she, they pick it back up.
3: She'd look over at the gentleman saying, I'm opening up shop here. This is my building. And I'm introducing myself to everybody that walks on by. That's why I'm in the road. And she would stand her ground.
0: <laughs> and the woman takes a step towards you and says, And yet you didn't come and say hello to your neighbor. She's going to make a mental attack against you. But yeah, she comes out four. sort of like with a glinty a stare and is like, And yet you didn't come and say hello to your neighbor
3: why I've been busy and I figured my neighbor had been busy as well.
0: That's right. That's right, I am busy. I run a business here, Mm. not this little circus display you're putting on. And when you come out here and block the traffic on this road, well, that stops my business. Mm
3: -hmm. Do you understand the problem? Well, if your business was good enough, they'd be able to get their way around the blockage.
0: God damn, Mama pajama. Them sounds like fighting words, one of the guys says. And she says, shut the fuck up. And you kind of pick up on her uh, high aspect here. She's a foul-mouthed, self-made madam. (laughs) (laughs) She says, and she turns back to you. I can tell by the look of you. I've known dozens of tarts like you. You stroll through here with some gold in your purse and a bustle on your ass and think that you own everything because you're young and you're pretty. But let me tell you something here, little sister.
3: Please
0: do. You will exist here only if I deem it necessary. This is my neighborhood.
3: Mm. Well, I wouldn't be too worried, miss.
0: My name is Eleanor Mackey.
3: What would you prefer to be called? By you? hmm Nothing. <laughs> well, nothing.
0: One of the uh, guys, <laughs> she shoots up a glare and he's like,
3: <laughs> I wouldn't be too afraid of my business compared to yours. We serve a different type of clientele.
0: Now, what do you mean by that?
3: You see nothing. We don't just allow any Peter, Willie, or Dick in our establishment.
0: Go ahead and make a, a mental attack. Three, yeah. So she takes a point of mental damage, and you see her kind of flinch. And some of the crowd that's, you know, has been rubbernecking and just enjoying the spectacle of the construction crew and of you standing in the street and shit. I'm like,
3: Ooh. Adley would step forward, and she says, "As in for proper introductions, you can call me Madame Dufray."
0: Madame Dufresne, and she leans in fairly close and says if it's a war you won't Well, it's a war you'll get and she turns and kind of walks away and the Guys kind of step backwards still looking at you kind of like go oh, you shouldn't have done that kind and of look.
3: Allie would smile look at the crowd and be like ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the uncanniest valley
0: Seven more years later, after the statue. Yep, the year is now three seventy-three.
4: The war, uh, pretty far behind us now. Yeah,
0: almost twenty years. It is seventeen yeah. years ended, and it is the end of March. I'm gonna say you are not in the church, and you do get another telegram. Oh, who's it from? It is from Keeper Julius.
4: <laughs> well, these never end well for me.
0: Uh huh telegram for just crawford
4: uh i would like to maybe uh, do a little thing here where i have someone else tip him <laughs> like, <laughs> sitting there with me okay yeah uh maybe a hope check like a kind of like a little sermon like i would say like remember what morgan says we give gracefully and generously <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure make a metal attack two okay and he <laughs> drops grumbling to himself he gives three gold dollars
4: and i'll wink it with the delivery boy you read it
0: i do it says you
4: must report home
0: stop it is with heavy hand i have an assignment stop it must be oh,
4: stop. It
0: always must be me
4: heavy hand <laughs> look at the person sitting across from me what is a heavy hand
0: <sighs> I am sorry, my friend, he says. He's another teller <laughs> like you, kind of a friendly competitor. He looks like he knows something. He's like, I am sorry. When the Saints call, sometimes the
4: call is mournful. Oh, don't I know? Well, since I got the bad news, you can cover lunch and I'll get <laughs> up and walk away. Saints, damn you, Crawford! <laughs> <grandma! laughs> <laughs>
0: So now I you get my fucking travel. Huh? God damn it. <laughs> it's winter in Vieira. It's even better. There is like a light snow, but it is covered tracks the trolleys are still full you can hear the traffic men sort of calling out constables are walking the street there's a market stalls all over the place food carts people stand on the corner walk street walk street you know people walking around in dandy fashion stiff high collars tailed petticoats fucking foot high top hats canes and stuff gloves and big giant bustly asses you know <laughs> uh, like pretty choice shit the snow is falling you know it is gorgeous for sure it's crowded and stinky
4: and just the way I love home. it
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure it is a hive of <sighs> people Yeah, and you can predict the pattern of the city and every day is also a surprise every day has got something new and you make your way through and you pass by the temple of men it's the heart of the city it sort of stands where the main river that flows through it forks, mm-hmm. and it rises up out of the three way sort of trident that that sort of forking makes. It's an ancient structure, is one of the ancient wonders of the world. It is, the bottom half of it is made of this incredibly rare and incredibly hard to work stone called granite. It's like, looks kind of like white marble, but there are these rainbow-hued, Streaks and crystalline flecks all throughout it. So when the sun hits it, it's like a snowy rainbow.
4: But, yeah, yeah, But also
0: alabaster white. Then every part on top of it was added at a different age, and its style changes almost every story above it. And every floor of this gigantic Pisa style tower is dedicated to a different site. And it is the papal seat, and it's where the arbiter sits, the head of the religion. Yeah, yeah. For the whole world. And Your neighborhood is just a little bit to the east of that, sort of over the right fork of the river, in a neighborhood called the Peerage. It is an affluent, upper-class neighborhood, and your cathedral is, like I said, a gray, gothic number, visible from blocks away. Yeah, yeah. It's got a huge dome over the apse. It is in the shape of a cross. It's got, like, the flying buttressed arches coming off the sides. Yep. Rows of stained glass all along the top that send different shades of light through the gloom of the interior. You come in, you're, like, looking around to see what's been damaged this time.
4: Statue's still there, I presume? Ah, yeah. All right, not this time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The church seems in order. There are other acolytes and seekers. The, like, monks and brothers and sisters, and you know, he's waiting for you upstairs. Thank you. Uh, and as you go, you see there are papal guards, too, that tend to follow the keepers and above as they leave their domiciles. They barely acknowledge you
4: as yeah, you pass Yeah, them. I'm, used to, I'm used to them not acknowledging me. And
0: one of them stops you at the door to your own office. You're gonna have to give me the gun.
4: I have to give you my gun? I've known you since you were, like, 15.
0: <laughs> I know, but we don't have to have this conversation every time you see him. You know you have to give me the gun. <sighs>
4: I keep the book, I give you the gun. Uh, that
0: sounds and fine. And I say that every time. <laughs> Same
4: I'm as running. always. <laughs> and I'll, I'll hand him the gun.
0: <laughs> it's his rule, not ours.
4: I know. My real is right here, though. <laughs> That's something else that I say. It's like my dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, real ammo's right here.
0: A couple of the newer cards are like, eh. <laughs> like still chuckling at it. <laughs> Just go in.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll head in. <laughs> sitting in your chair. I hope you're comfortable, Julius. As I
0: can be, I've always found your office lacking in luxury.
4: Well, I give to those who have less than I do. And, and I imagine we often have these little back and forths where I chastise him for his excess and he, like, covertly mocks me for not moving up in the church. <laughs> he says,
0: why don't you have a seat?
4: I think I will. Thank you. Would you like something to drink? Wine, please. A good choice yeah i'll get I'll, I'll probably get like the best stuff i have here i'm not a complete savage i have some good <laughs> stuff so what are we uh what are we working with this time a little vandalization a little uh riot that needs a good hard kick from morgan
0: would that it was so simple
4: now i've told you julius i am not moving up to Keeper, and this is a lot of showmanship to get me to do it <sighs>
0: Oh, son, when we're done with this conversation, you'll wish you had.
4: Yeah, I think my, like, (laughs) my, like, jovial, like, self would deflate a little bit. What's going on?
0: You've heard in the news, I'm sure, the business with Senator
4: Allium attacked and left paralyzed from the waist down. Terrible shame. Injust, to say the least. And I'm sure you've heard
0: that the culprits were apprehended and sentenced and executed.
4: Well, sometimes justice comes with a heavy hand. And sometimes it
0: comes with a large grain of salt. The story you heard of the culprits' apprehension was a fabrication. Senator Allium insisted on it. He thinks in the face of such an attack, he must appear strong.
4: I can respect that. I'm still failing to see how I fit into this equation. Showing some of my antsiness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it would seem his attacker is still at large. Just how long have we known each other?
4: Long enough. Indeed.
0: Is there... He groans as he kind (laughs) of
4: shifts in the chair.
0: Are there ears and eyes about, or is it just us?
4: Just us. I like to keep my office private. Well, it would appear... That he was attacked in the Dufresne House.
0: I see you're aware of it by reputation.
4: I know of it, and those that frequent it, and those that come here to cleanse themselves of their frequent natures.
0: Yes, all too many of our own ranks as well as those of senators. You also know that Senator Allium is a populist choice in the elections upcoming and is proud of his stance as a family man.
4: Yes, I can imagine his goings-ons at the Dufresne house might paint that picture a little differently.
0: So you can understand why he wishes for his presence at such a prominent brothel to be massaged by the newspapers. All right. You've been called in, back to the field. And I don't mean to a rich estate somewhere in the peerage or
4: the Elven district. I mean out of state. Out of state? Out of country. Out of country? Julius, with all due respect, I think you're out of (laughs) your mind. Look at me, Julius. I'm not exactly in my prime any more. I know I hand my gun to the guard at the door, but I assure you that is a formality at the most. Well
0: This is why you have been chosen, Just. Your skill with a gun is admirable at best, and when called upon it has served you fine through the years. But never has that been your first approach. Well oh, no. And this is not one of those cases, either, where the senator wishes to send a teller guns blazing to seek vengeance. No, if he wanted vengeance, he would have gone to St. Killiday. He wants justice. He wants his culprit back alive. And force, he fears, will not do the trick.
4: All right. As you know,
0: the Allium name is as storied as the church itself. They've practically funded this country's origin.
4: They tend to be generous with us as well. With
0: several sex, but our own most of all. He is called in to bring this woman back alive. It was Madame Adelie Dufresne who attacked him.
4: Wait, wait. So you mean the person that owns Dufresne's?
0: Yes, the prominent brothel owner and famous socialite, Adelie Dufresne. She has disappeared, you may have noticed the Dufresne house has not been running.
4: I have noticed less confessions lately. She has fled the continent, in fact, and gone to the new world. Khan, surely, surely Julius, you are not considering sending me to Khan, and I I will finish my wine at that and set the glass down.
0: And he solidly stares you down as you do, and he says, No, Crawford, I'm not considering it. I'm doing it.
4: Julius, we've known each other for a very long time. We started this conversation by reassuring ourselves of that.
0: (laughs) It's why I know you are the man for the job. I knew you would take this as a slight, but this could be the chance of, of your career, just.
4: Do you think Morgan has called this? I think a senator has. And so for now, they are one and the same. I guess given our current situation with donations, they're about as close as they can be.
0: And it's worth pointing out, too, that over the last seven years, not heralded by the desecration of that shrine, but sort of concurrent with it, the church has lost some clout. Like, there are sort of some social reforms going that are kind of pulling towards giving yeah. less authority to the church in all ways. And it's not like, could rip overnight, but there are things you guys used to do that you don't anymore, and now there are police forces for it. And there are, you know, monies you used to get that the state does not provide you anymore. <laughs> That's been going more and more. Just putting that out there. Yeah, no. And he says, I'd go myself, but I wouldn't
4: survive the climate. I think my must if barely survived getting your fat ass through that door. <laughs> I'll
0: pretend I didn't hear that, Mr. Crawford. <laughs> I also know that I can count on your discretion. This, of course, is delicate information.
4: I understand. Julius and Just have had a, a tenuous relationship, but they do respect each other, and they do. They've worked. I mean, yeah, I, I think they've worked well together over the years, but they, they like to tease each other, and. He finishes his wine. <laughs> I pour more into my glass. Because, you know, Just is also concerned about losing authority. I mean, most of how he gets anything that he wants is through that authority. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a clergywide wide
4: yeah. concern. <laughs> it's in the monthly <laughs> newsletter. If you think this is the way, then I will go into the field and make it so. I have heard there's a lot of non-believers in Khan. I mean, not even non-believers, but untouched. The locals,
0: the Ophidians, they're ripe for conversion.
4: Well, you know how I love my side projects. (laughs) Well, then, good news. And
0: he pulls something else out. It's a warrant. It's a warrant for a teller. Teller Ohulahan. You know this guy. You've worked with him before.
4: What happened with Ohulahan? He murdered his keeper and fled to Khan. Well, that fires up just quite a bit. He pours both of them more wine. Looks like we might need a little bit of justice and con then. Indeed. Me. sips the wine. Acceptable
0: vintage, to be sure.
4: Tasting better?
0: <laughs> I was afraid it might turn quite bitter. As but was I. Pleased to see that it remains sweet.
4: As like me, the longer you know me, the better I taste. Mm.
0: You're referring to that car key party last year.
4: <laughs> I told you, we don't talk about that party. I don't
0: care how much pineapple you're eating. Um, <laughs> he, no, he says um, that is not a matter that is required to be brought back alive. But if you can, I would love to get one chance to talk to him before I hang him myself.
4: Well, for these types of actions, I'd be happy to give you the service of issuing his justice. As it should be, Tanner Crawford. As it should be. One more speck of
0: bad news. Gee, I was
4: hoping we could get out of here without any more bad news.
0: (laughs) Well, you should know better. We've worked together for nearly two decades.
4: It usually is followed by more bad news. You won't be going alone, and it won't be with one of ours. Julius, now, I have not complained, I have not bickered so far, but you know I work better by myself.
0: I know, and I fought for this, but... He insists.
4: The senator insists?
0: It is, uh... A, a man of his from the PTC.
4: The... Oh. Julius. The PTC?
0: The Palmyra Trade Company holds... More clout by the day. I tried to explain that... This will only complicate the legal grounds that you go to serve this man his writ and to bring back Miss Dufresne herself, but he insists that a fair hand is to be applied to this problem by all sides of the law.
4: All sides of the law. You know, I remember a time there was only one side of the law. As do I, Teller Crawford. And it was the swift hand of Morrigan. Well, perhaps we can remind him. Perhaps. Who? Anyone I know?
0: Uh, Woodsman. Uh, Bur- Burdock? A name I'm unfamiliar with.
4: All right. Woodsman, survival type? Indeed. Well, that'll be helpful, at least. They do say the wilds of Khaan are still quite untamed. As I've heard, and I would like to keep those uh, untamed parts as far away as possible. Well, when do uh, I leave? Tomorrow. Well, it's certainly not giving me much time to prepare.
0: I understand this is less than ideal and far removed from what you've become acquainted to, but remember your origins in our church. Remember the hells you had to walk through to find Morrigan's hand at your side. Whatever Khan has to throw at you, you've survived far worse. We always knew the day would come, Teller. It is why you never accepted the silk for the cloth.
4: This is true. And I'll I'll walk over and hold out my hand Mm -hmm. to shake his.
0: And he takes it. And he slips into it his rosary of Morrigan. It's like a little beaded sort of... You can hang it at your belt or wear it on your wrist or put it on a chainlet. Julius,
4: I, I can't, I can't.
0: He says, I've carried this with me through all of the parish houses all of the cathedrals that i kept it has brought me a clear view so now you see you must come back
4: well thank you i will use it in good faith you can give yourself
0: an equipment extra
4: julius's, julius's rosary, is rosary yeah. Marian. farewell and i think whenever he gets up i would give him a hug
0: you know he's surprised but
4: <laughs> he, he
0: gives it back and it's genuine you know it's yeah it's affectionate and warm
4: now get the hell out of my office <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I've got fleas from being here this long. <laughs>
0: he says, and he leaves.
4: Yeah. Do you take anything significant? Uh, I, I imagine I would have a pretty nice pistol, you know, one that was maybe a gift. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> opening up the case. Like It's like silver with like an ivory handle. Okay. I would imagine like one of those.
0: Yeah, come up with a name for it. You can add that as an equipment extra, too. I like that. <laughs>
4: I think he would also go and... So he typically wears his suit, but I think he would grab a set of robes of Morgan as well. <laughs> like a pair of robes. Yeah. I might need Bates. these. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about everything that he would grab to take with him. Yeah, you're taking a sort of,
0: maybe not this grand, but like Titanic-style steamer across the ocean. So it'll be like a two or three day kind of yeah. ride yep. to get there.
4: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, And I'll start prepping to leave for con.